Welcome to That Blind Guy Show. I'm your host, John Gee, and this is episode number four, Things I Wish That People Understood. Throughout my life, I have had people react to me and my vision and my situation in a number of different ways. And this episode is going to be about me responding to a lot of them. Uh, this is not out of, you know, this is not done out of anger. It's not done out of anything. These are just things that I wish that people knew going into any kind of interaction with me. That, honestly, it saves a lot of awkwardness. Most people don't think about this kind of stuff because, quite frankly, most people don't deal with anybody who's visually impaired on a day-to-day basis. Now, going into this episode, I'd like to preface all of this by saying that anything that I'm saying here is my opinion. I am certainly not trying to speak for all visually impaired people. I am only speaking for myself based on my own experiences. And so, yeah, uh, without further ado, let's get on with it. Number one, I'm not heroic. I'm not courageous. I'm not anything. I'm just me. A lot of people, when they hear that I'm visually impaired and they hear that I hold down a job and they, they hear that I, you know, get to work, get to work and get around and all of the things that I do, they think that it's awesome, like I'm doing something special. The truth of the matter is that I'm, I'm really not. I don't look at myself that way. Uh, I do what I have to do, just like everybody else does what they have to do. Uh, I get up in the morning and I go to work. I just get there differently than some other people do. Um, you know, I ride with my wife in the morning or she takes me to work. But a lot of people do that. The difference is that a lot of people have the option to be able to drive I just don't. But I don't I don't consider myself special. I don't consider myself unusual or unique uh, in that. I just... My situation is different. Everybody's situation is different. Uh, I don't see myself as special just because I can get uh, to where I need to go. Number two, along with those same lines, is that I generally have to adapt to any situation. For me, getting around is sometimes a trial, and I've talked about that in another episode. For example, like I said, getting to work is one of those things where I have to depend on my wife or just like she's going to be out of town this week, so I'm going to have to take uh, an Uber or a Lyft to get to work in the morning. These are just things that have to happen. Sometimes I have to ask for rides from people, uh, either friends or family or whatnot, and it's just, you know, you have to adapt to get what you need to do done, and that's pretty much just what I do. And kind of leading into that is number 2A or 3, is that honestly it's almost never convenient. Uh, When it comes to uh, getting around, if I can't uh, catch a ride with somebody immediately, I usually have to work around their schedule. In the case of taking an Uber or a Lyft, I have to plan for extra time because, well, the, the only Uber or Lyft might be across town. It might take them 15 minutes to get to me, which has happened. But, uh, it, you know, it's like I said, it's almost never going to be convenient around my timetable. Uh, so I have to adapt and extend my timetable. Number four, forgetting is a compliment. When I'm talking to someone or when I'm having a conversation and I realize that they have forgotten that I'm visually impaired, that to me is a compliment because you're not seeing the blind guy you're you know you're not that that to me means that you are not automatically thinking about my vision you're actually talking to me as a person and not as a blind person 
so for me, when you forget that I'm legally blind, you have just complimented me to in, in a huge, huge, huge way. And, um, you know, so that, that if you say, hey, did you see that? And I'm like, no, I didn't. You know, yeah, that's going to be a little bit awkward. But in a way, that is also, to me, a compliment. Number five, or is it four? I don't know. I'm just going to do away with the numbers. Uh, it's okay to ask. If you want to know what is going on with my eyes, if you want to know what my vision is, uh, if you want to know how my vision works or how I got this way, ask. I don't mind. I don't mind telling people what is going on with my eyes, how I'm like, you know, how they are like they are, why my right eye is always looking like it's, you know, veering off into space. These are things that I live with every day, and I would rather have people ask than wonder, or worse yet, I'd have, rather have them ask and then just stare at me. So all of that said, let me go ahead and tell you exactly what's going on with my vision and why my eyes are the way they are. Uh, I think I may have touched on this in earlier episodes, so I do apologize if this is repeated information. But for long and the short of it is that my optic nerves never developed completely. And my brain's response to that was that it started to move my eyes around so my eyes could take in more visual information, which would be great if they moved in the same direction at the same time, which they don't. So as a result, my right eye was functionally shut off. My brain doesn't use it. So as a result, I see a little bit out of my good eye and almost nothing out of my bad eye. But yeah, that, that's pretty much it. My vision in my left eye is 2200 and vision in my right eye is 2600. But yeah, I, like I said, I think I went over this in another episode. So I think it might even be episode one or two. But uh, yeah, moving on. So the next thing I wish, wish that people understood was that is that it's okay to joke. It's okay to, to mess with me about my vision. I do it all the time. I've, I've envisioned scenes where people have tried to insult me and I come back at them like uh, Sarah de Bergerac, but you know, it, it's, it's okay to joke. Uh, I will, in most of the cases, I will tell you when you pull off a really, really good burn. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of my favorites, and this happened years ago, uh, I used to work at a grocery store and I went to do a price check and I got the price, but it was the customer didn't like it. So one of my coworkers went back and got the price and realized that I had read the wrong tag. Um, so they came back up, they gave the customer the correct price. They told the, they told me that I was looking at the tag next to the one that I was supposed to be looking at. And of course I apologized. Their response to me, completely deadpan, without skipping a beat, is next time you use the other eye. I about fell out. And, you know, it, like I said, to this day, it is probably one of the best burns ever. Um, as a matter of fact, my nickname, 2020, is actually a joke from when I used to ride bikes in Florida. Uh, I was, tr true story, I was riding with a group of friends through deer trails in the middle of a cypress swamp. Um, or, you know, in the middle of cypress trees and, uh, we were riding we were riding pretty fast and I hit a patch of sand. The front wheel of my bike completely locked up. I went flying off the bike and I hit a tree, literally hit a tree. Um, I saw it, I tried to avoid it. My wheel locked up and I went flying. So when I got back to the group, they asked me what had happened because they heard my helmet crack for a half mile. And I told them, and um, one of my friends is like, yeah, okay, yeah, it was sand. Must be that 2020 vision there. <laughs> 
And so it, the name just kind of stuck. It became my nickname and now it's the one that I use. Uh, you know, but like I said, it, joking is okay. I joke, like I said, I joke myself. Uh, one of one of my big jokes is that when people see me reading, of course they'll ask me what's wrong with my. Some people will ask me what's wrong with my eyes, and I'll briefly explain, and then I'll crack that I'm probably one of the only people that I know that can read the newspaper and come up with a black mark on their nose. Um, so, you know, d don't be afraid. You're not going to offend me uh, as long as I know that you're not trying to be mean spirited. It's okay. It really, really is. The next thing that I wish that people understood is that empathy is okay. Pity is not. Uh, it is okay for you to have empathy for my plight and my situation. It's not okay for you to feel sorry for me. Um, you know, it, a lot of people will, will feel when they hear that I have to, uh, to take a taxi or, you know, in the like, I, you know, I, I, they feel sorry for me. I don't feel sorry for me. It's what I have to do. Um, I had a situation the other day where I was at uh, I was at a training session, and uh, we broke for lunch. And I hadn't thought to bring a lunch, and I couldn't get to any of the local restaurants and get back in time uh, because, well, I was walking. <laughs> I would have been walking, and and so I didn't eat. I had a button. You know, I had a bag of Cheez-Its and a soda. And when somebody heard that, they they felt sorry for me. And you know, I'm. It's like, it's okay. It's the you know, this is just. It's my life. Don't. There's no need to feel sorry for me. I don't want you to feel sorry for me. But that you know, people do. Some people are just like that. Along those lines are two other points that I just wish people understood. Number one is that the truth is that I'm going to miss things that you see. That you're going to you know there are going to be times with when you're around me that you're going to see something and i'm not going to be able to see it whether it's a bird whether it's a star or whether you know whatever there are going to be times that there are going to be things that i'm going to miss and that's that is just a fact of life it sucks i have tools that help me adapt and see more stuff from a distance but there are going to be things that i'm just not going to be able to see that said kind of related uh, sometimes for me going someplace it's not gonna be about the view uh, if I if I go on a hike to a, a mountain or a waterfall or whatnot sometimes it's gonna be about the journey and not the, and not the destination if I go to a concert it's going to be unless we are sitting right up front which that's hardly going to happen considering concert ticket prices these days um, unless we are sitting right up front for me, it's going to be about the music, the live music, and hearing the band more than it's going to be about seeing the band. Uh, same thing with the play. If we go to a stage performance, it's going to be more about me hearing the performance than it is going to be about me seeing the performance. And that is just, again, I hate to say this. I, I know I keep saying it this episode. That's just my life. It's just the way things are for me. And finally, the last thing that I wish that people understood is that I don't feel like I'm owed anything. I am eligible for disability. I am eligible for uh, social security disability. And, and the truth of the matter is I don't want it. I don't feel like anybody owes me anything. I was dealt a crappy hand as a kid when it came to 
uh, my vision and uh, the challenges that it presents me, but I really don't feel like that should mean that I get treated specially. I, I certainly don't. Uh, I can work. I make my own way. I, how do I put this? You know, I, I don't want anything from anybody. And, you know, that, that in itself sometimes presents problems. I'm probably a little bit too prideful, a little bit too independent for my own good sometimes. I don't like to ask for help. I don't like to accept help. I will if I have to, but I generally don't like to. And that's just the way that I'm wired. I don't feel like anybody should give me something just because I have a visual impairment. Everybody has their problems. Everybody has their challenges. Mine are just different. And just because I was born with bad eyes or specifically bad optic nerves doesn't mean that I should be treated any differently. So there you have it. Those are the things that I wish that people understood about me and my vision and uh, how I approach my visual impairment. Again, I'm only giving my opinion and my opinion alone. I am certainly not trying to speak for anyone else, uh, but these are just my opinions based on my experiences. I hope that you found some of this enlightening. I hope that you found some of it interesting. And if you have any questions, email me. My email address, uh, there's a link to my email address in the description for this podcast. And there's also a link to my other social media links uh, down there as well. I look forward to hearing from anybody who has questions or comments or anything along those lines. If you want to be on the show and participate and want to ask me questions on the show, that's totally fine with me. I would love that. Uh, I would love to talk to people about their experiences dealing with not only me, but other visually impaired people. Uh, I've already had uh, one person volunteer uh, on on the subject of uh, educating children with visual impairments. The guy's a teacher, and uh, he's volunteered to kind of share his experiences in dealing with a visually impaired person. I am still preparing the interview questions for my wife, and yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. But anyways, uh, in the meantime, I will be back next week with a new episode and we will see y'all next time.